and welcome to another episode of Sunday School at Modern Mystic Shop. My name is Kelly Knight. I am your host and Modern Mystic Shop owner. This week, we're going to discuss being your own shaman. In this class, Erin Newman helps you discover what shamanism is. She goes a step further to break down how to apply shamanistic tools within your life for healing and guidance. Learn about your guides and in the other realms, and also undertake an experiential journey to connect to your power animal. I'll tell you a little bit more about Erin. She is an authentic courage coach and shamanic mentor. She guides people to move through their doubts, blocks, and fears so they can step into their authentic courage and claim the life or business they deserve. Her approach to shamanism is magical meets practical sounds like us. She wants all people to be able to utilize the ancient wisdom of shamanism to help them step into their power and sovereignty in this world. So guys, without further ado, being your own shaman with Erin Newman. Good morning, everybody. I would love to hear from you guys. How much do you guys know about shamanism? Little, lot, medium. Okay. (laughs) Great. Well, the really awesome thing about shamanism is that it's a process of direct revelation, which means you get to be your own shaman. You get to find the answers for yourself. Just like a lot of the mystical opportunities that are present in this store, you get to tune in and ask your guides and allies and helping spirits and power animals the questions and the wisdom and the insight and the healing that you need to bring back, both for yourself and others and for the world. So that's what attracted me to shamanism um, probably about 10 years ago now. I was doing a lot of um, writing historical fiction and writing a lot of shamans into my work. And I said, okay, maybe I should actually go research this and see what a shaman really does (laughs) instead of just Googling it. And um, there was a a group of shamans that actually is still here in in Georgia called the International School of Shamanism. And I started doing their uh, healing circles with them. And then they've since moved up to Chatsworth, Georgia. And I realized as I was looking around the room each time, I wanna be doing that. I wanna be up in the front of the room. I wanna be a shaman, which of course was a very um, scary proposition for somebody who was in corporate America and pregnant with my first child and had been raised very left brain, logical, you get the job, you get married, you have the kids, you know, the whole nine. And was starting to go through a process that maybe many of you guys are going through of that spiritual awakening and figuring out what do I want in my life? And it, it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. And of course, I ignored it for as long as I possibly could until it, you know, it just kept popping up again and again. Go study this. Go figure out what this means. Good morning. Figure out what being a shaman actually means. What does that mean in our very real, logical, left brain world that we have? And what I have come to discover and really believe on a deep level is that, good morning, is that these tools need to be used in your real life. They need to be used for things like, okay, how do I start a business? Okay, how do I get my kids to stop eating potato chips as a snack? How do I 
um, you know, have a better relationship with my husband? How do I, you know, figure out this piece of my business that I can't seem to figure out right now? These are all questions that you can take to your helping spirits and allies and guides and ask for their help and say, what's going on here? Show me a different perspective on this. So what we're going to do today is to actually take you guys on a couple journeys in a few minutes. And the type of shamanism that I practice has many different names. Uh, core shamanism is one of them. But basically what it means is that we're not taking from any specific culture. We're grounding it really in the practice of journeying, the practice of asking for those answers and healing and wisdom and insights for yourself. And all we need is some sort of rhythmic instrument, some sort of instrument that will let us drop into that altered trance state, that will let us drop into a state that's similar to meditation. We use the beat of a drum, or I use the beat of a drum, and it'll allow you to drop into that altered state where you can access whatever you want to call it, God, source, universal energy. For me, those come in the form of power animals, guides, allies, helping spirits. And when you start to begin to access this world, that's what's possible for you too. Another really important piece of shamanism that I want to make sure to mention is how much it explores the process of sovereignty for you. Meaning, you have free will. You have a choice, even with your helping spirits. So even if your helping spirits are like, do this, you still get to choose. You still get to decide, okay, am I going to listen to them or not? You know, I get to make that choice as a human, as a person. And there's no punishment if you don't. You know, if you don't take that guidance, if you don't take that wisdom in, that's cool. No one's going to come around and, and punish you. It doesn't work that way. Instead, it's, it's, it's almost like shifting your perspective on things. You know, like that question about the potato chips with my kids. What they showed me was all these different perspectives you know, from the perspective of each of my children, from the perspective of my husband. What does that look like from their side when I come out and say, no more potato chips, right? And it, it comes into this very beautiful healing space. And that's what we're hoping to open up to today and hopefully going forward too. So before we take our first journey, does anybody have any questions? Okay, cool. So I'll be guiding you through this first journey, which is gonna be very interesting with the mic. Um, and essentially, all I'm gonna ask you guys to do is just to drop in and drop down. And you're gonna to wanna to close your eyes, so whatever you need to do in order to get comfortable for that, feel free. And the essential ingredient here is really just letting go of your left brain, letting go of that question of, is this real? Am I really experiencing this? Am I imagining this? You are allowed to imagine. You're allowed to use your imagination in this work. It's a gateway to the work that we're doing. And in other cultures, there's not such a distinction between imagination and between the work that we're about to do. Okay. Is this working? Okay.
just beginning to relax into your chair. Allowing yourself to sink into the chair. And then beginning to notice where you are, how you're feeling. And imagining that you're, that you're standing in front of a cavern or a cave or the root system of a tree, something that will allow you to go beneath the surface of the earth. Perhaps a set of stairs, anything that will allow you to sink beneath the surface of the earth into a very beautiful and welcoming space. A place of rocks and earthiness and crystals and streams. Allowing yourself to travel beneath the surface of the earth in a way that feels very comfortable and to find yourself in this beautiful space of rocks and trees and streams. Just for a moment, following a trail that you find there, coming to find yourself at a bench or a beautiful rock that you can sit down upon. And noticing now if there's an ally, a helping spirit, or perhaps an animal that presents itself to you. They may not come forth in their full form. You may only get a sense of feeling a sense of a claw or hoof or feathers. Simply allow that presence to be there. getting a sense of who they are. And perhaps, perhaps asking, what is the magic that you bring 
What is the medicine that you offer? Feeling in to that medicine and that magic. Again, it may be only a felt sense. It may be a simple download of information. of gratitude to this animal, this power animal or helping spirit who's come forth today. You'll start to follow the path back through this beautiful earthy world. Coming to find yourself as slowly as you would like to back to the beginning. returning whenever you're ready. And we'll do another journey in a few minutes so you can sink even deeper and connect in to that helping spirit or power animal if you'd like to. And I want to offer that <clears throat> there's a whole range of experiences that probably just happened, right? For some people that was super easy, super like sweet, connected talking to some power animals. And then for some people, it was probably like, okay, that was a nice little nap, you know. Either way, it's okay. It's not a symbol of who you are as a spiritual person. Sometimes it's just a matter of, okay, my left brain is really active today. I've got a whole list of things I got to do after this. Aaron, stop talking <laughs> so I can get out there and do them, right? And then sometimes it's just a matter of figuring out the way that you journey best. How do I tap into those helping spirits power animals, right? Because it might not look like a Disney movie. In fact, it probably won't look like a Disney movie. It's going to look like 
sometimes a felt sense, sometimes a hidden hit of intuition, sometimes there might be sense or feelings or you know, you may be able to hear things instead of, again, the Disney movie way of seeing in those other realms. And I also want to offer that shamanism has been a really amazing path for me to tap into that intuition, to tap into whatever we want to call that source energy coming down in, a, in an organized pattern of energy that we can understand. You know, when my left brain gets really active, as it did over, you know, I just finished up a three-year shamanic practitioner training program, and we did some really, really deep work. And each time, my left brain would be like, oh my God, are we really doing this? Are we really doing psychopomp? Are we really escorting the souls of the dead to the light? Is that what we're really doing right now? And each time, what I would have to come back to is, this is the way that source energy is coming in. You know, this is the way that it's organizing itself in a way that we can understand. Because otherwise, it's this like, I mean, how do you understand the universe, you know, as a human? So I would always come back to that in my left brain. And I want to offer that to you guys in case you're having that experience now of like, oh my God, I didn't see anything. What's she talking about, right? I want to open it up again to questions if there are any experiences, maybe. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. We're going to get trippy here. Um, yeah. So psychopomp is, is a practice in shamanism, and I think it exists in other spiritual traditions too, but it's a practice in shamanism of sometimes there are lost souls. There are souls that, for whatever reason, don't make it into the light, that... Many reasons, right? Um, a lot of times these souls are bound here because of an idea of something that's unfinished for them. You know, I want to protect my descendants. I want to protect my son or daughter from whatever I think is happening out in the world. Or, you know, I just really love this house. <laughs> or they've never had that experience of seeing the light and just get trapped here in, in a bunch of different ways. And psychopomp is a process of really lovingly helping those souls to go into the light. Not from a place of, um, you know, I was raised Catholic, so not from that place of like, you know, awful depossession. Oh, what's that movie? It's blanking on me. Thank you. <laughs> the exorcist, you know, people crawling on the ceiling. More from a place of every soul is allowed to find the light. And, and we humans are allowed to offer that service to these souls that get trapped here and, and to say, okay, you're welcome to be brought into the light too. Um, and what that process looks like is essentially connecting with a psychopomp ally. So what we just did was connecting with a power animal or an ally. And, and the process looks pretty similar. You're going to connect with an ally for all sorts of different work in your life and ask them for their support and they'll be able to show you their beautiful process for helping that soul to go into the light. It's definitely not something I would attempt as, you know, your first venture out there. Um, but it, it's a, when I first learned about it, I was like, oh my God, again, are we doing this trippy stuff, right? And yes, we were. And yes, 
it became a really beautiful offering to the world, you know, a really beautiful way to offer healing too, you know, if somebody has something in their life, you know, this house, it's okay, it's, there's something here and I can sense that, you know, it's a, that's a really beautiful thing to be able to do for somebody and for that departed soul who maybe wouldn't have had another chance, right, to, to be entered into the light. And I, and I personally think that there are many cultures that offer that work and it's, it's just not talked about as much, you know? I mean, I would bet that the ancient mystical Catholics probably even did that work, right? Um, but again, we don't talk about it. So um, did that help, Brenna? Yeah. Any other questions? Yes. Does your power animal change or should it be more consistent? Yeah, so we have many power animals, allies, helping spirits. So do you mean they're actually like morphing throughout the journey or? Maybe. Okay. Um, I've been in an experience where it started off as something and then it became something else. Yeah, I think that's very normal. Um, a lot of for me, a lot of that is intention setting. I'm going to do specific work in this journey around whatever. Let's use the potato chip example, right? I'm doing some work with my children. That means these very specific allies are going to show up. Or sometimes they show up and I'm like, I don't even want to do that work. Please not now. But we're doing it. So when I have this really clear intention about the work that I'm going to do, it, it usually, the power animal usually stays the same. Um, I, again, personally believe that we have very many power animals, helping spirits and allies. So what may be happening is more than one is showing up. You know, you, d you don't have just one. So you have a council. You have this huge council. And in the beginning, when you're discovering what that council looks like, it can be gray and murky. And it can be like, okay, we're, we're hanging out with this one guy. And then, okay, we're going to go hang out over here with somebody else, you know. And as you start exploring this work further and further, you'll find that certain power animals and helping spirits will want to show you different ways of offering your medicine and, and maybe kind of sort of escorting you to a different place in your journeys, you know, a different place in the other realms and saying, okay, this is where this work is going to take place and it's going to take place with this helping spirit. Does that help? Okay. Hi, it's me again. I hope you are enjoying this episode of Sunday School at Modern Mystic Shop. I wanted to pop in and say if you like what you're hearing, especially if you love what you're hearing and you listen to our podcast week after week and you gain anything positive from it, I would really appreciate it if you would share this podcast with anyone that you think we can help and serve through these messages. It is our goal in 2020 to grow this podcast to have a further reaching audience. And the way that we've grown our business in the past has been through word of mouth through people like you. So I'm just reaching out and asking if you have anyone that would benefit from these episodes, please, please share our podcast with those that are near and dear to you so we can help grow our global community community and we can grow and learn and transform together. Thank you so much for listening and now back with our episode. Yeah, that is a great question. I feel like I planted you. I should have. Okay. So personal belief here, this is just my belief, but I'm not a fan of going to look up the meanings of things in books and online. The meaning is between you and that helping spirit, 
You know, if you have a question about what does turtle mean, ask turtle, you know, take that into your next journey. What do you mean for me? What is your magic that you bring to me? How can I stay in relationship with you? How can I stay in connection with you? Instead of putting it in an, into somebody else's words and somebody else's mind, what does turtle mean for you? Because that's where that connection comes in, you know? And, and not to say that there's no power in looking it up, but again, if we're practicing sovereignty, then you can discover all those answers with your guides. They can be the ones to offer. This is who I am. This is what turtle means for you, you know? I have a turtle that only helps me with my relationships with my friends, so relationships to other women, usually. I don't have a lot of guy friends right now. Um, <clears throat> so she's there to help me do this beautiful process where we sort of like bury the anger in the sand, you know, or whatever's going on, usually anger. And, <laughs> and so then that, that can mean something totally different from what the book is gonna tell me, right? You know, and we have this whole process that we do. So I would just offer, every time you have one of those questions, like, what does this mean? What, what should I be doing here? Ask your guides, you know, ask your allies, ask them what's going on. Ask them what the next step in the process is for you too. You know, if you're starting to receive answers and you're like, this is awesome, I wanna do more, ask them, you know, don't Google it. I mean, you're gonna Google it anyway, but <laughs> we're just human. Okay, any other questions? All right, let's do another journey. And so this is an opportunity, if you feel like, I didn't get very much the first time, I had one of those naps. This is an opportunity to experience it again. Um, and what we were doing with that first journey was dropping into the lower world. And in shamanism, the lower world is not, you know, from our Judeo-Christian backgrounds, it's not a place of hellfire and damnation. It's a place of earthiness, it's a place of crystals, it's a place of rocks and beautiful ability to experience usually your power animals. That's usually the place where they'll, they'll come to you. They kind of move around, but we start with the lower world. It's the easiest to access when we're beginning journeying. And um, yeah, again, so this is a really beautiful place to drop in. And if you, you were connecting with um, a power animal or ally in that first journey, this is a quite place to go deeper and really ask those questions that you were wondering about. Like, is this real? Am I imagining this? You know, how do I go deeper? What does this look like? All right. So again, asking everybody to get into a space where you're able to comfortably close your eyes and dropping into your body, even with the sounds of the Pond City Market around us, just taking a couple deep breaths and dropping into your body. And knowing that whatever happens throughout this journey is totally okay. Finding again that place, that cavern or cave, or the root system of a tree, 
or a set of stairs. Somewhere that allows you to once again drop beneath the surface of the earth, go deeper. And once again, just noticing what's around you, perhaps rocks and earth and trees and crystals, streams, waterfalls, mountains, perhaps the sea. What's there for you in this place? Finding that path that you can walk along. when you're there what's present along this path the trees and rocks and shrubs coming to find yourself once more at the bench or stone asking for your power animal to present itself choosing to ask a question of your own. Something that's been on your heart. Something that you'd like guidance or insight into. And knowing that the answers may come in many different ways.
helping spirit or power animal who's shown up. Knowing that you can return at any time. Begin to make your way once more back along the path. How was that for you guys? Was it easier to drop in on the second time? A little bit? Yeah. Yeah, it gets easier and easier. Yay. <laughs> Please. No, you can't. Nope, no, no, no. Uh, I find it very hard to drum in Journey, but people do it. Um, yeah, there's lots of great drum tracks out on the internet. Um, this is one place where you can use Google. <laughs> um, and I can send you guys one too. So if you made sure to put your email down, I've got a drum track that I'll send you to, a link to a drum track. Um, yeah, and I, I honestly, I journey with a drum track. I put it, I have an old school CD player. I'm dating myself. I literally just push play, curl up in my blanket and journey. Um, one thing you wanna be aware of when you're journeying for yourself is, um, shaman's journey in darkness. So you might want an eye mask. You might want to have your room pretty dark. Um, and I think it just facilitates in that dropping in process. You know, it really helps you to go deep really quickly. I also really love um, journeying together. I think there's something really powerful about the circle. I mean, in, in anything, you know, so any chance you get to journey with others is I think it's a lot more powerful. I think it, it really amps it up, especially in the beginning um, when you're really trying to figure out how do I drop in and, you know, what does that look like? So, yeah, there's definitely, I, I do a monthly journeying circle, um, but there's there's actually a few now here in Atlanta. So, yeah, be on the lookout for those because it can make that experience really powerful for sure. Um, and it's a little easier when you're not in a brightly lit room and you can lay down and, you know, have that experience. Any other questions? Anybody see anything that they were like, oh my God, what is that? Because one thing that comes up a lot is the concept of protection. Um, and I have a belief that, that may or may not coincide with others, which is that our intention is so powerful. You know, when we go into that journeying space we're from an intention of allowing in the light and allowing in, you know, all that's good um, 
I don't do a lot of protection work and, and you know, good or bad, I, I think that's been working really well. <laughs> um, you know, that just having that intention when you drop in of, of allowing in the light, I think that's enough, you know? Um, so that means that whatever is coming up for you in that journey, if it's an animal or an ally that in, you know, human life you might be a little freaked out about, like a snake or something, um, know that they're there to support you. Those, those power animals are there for you, you know? Um, and it actually makes the work really interesting when you think about it from the perspective of everything in this work is there to support me, you know? Um, I, again, I have power animals that I work with. I have one for my work with my husband. I have one for my work with each of my two children. Um, but what they're always showing me is not, you know, how should I put this? They're not reading the minds of my children and husband. What they're showing me is what, what do I need to learn here in this situation? What's my perspective? My, what's my work? I'm not doing work for other people unless I have their explicit permission. You know, I'm not doing some sort of psychic viewing of somebody else's sickness, issues, concerns, problems without their really explicit permission, you know, which usually means we're in a session together. Um, the only thing I'm doing in those journeys is my healing, is my work. What do I need to see here? And so, again, knowing that whoever shows up for you in those journeys, they're there to support you and your path, um, I think can be really helpful to mention, especially when you're first starting out. So, yeah. I know we have a lot of, like, super deep experienced people here. So I want to know if there's, if there's anything I'm not touching on that you were really hoping we would mention today. Troy. Definitely, definitely, yeah. And, and again, I, you know, I want to come back to that really practical piece, you know? I mean, our ancestors, all of ours, all of our ancestors had shamanic practices, had shamanic traditions, you know? I think since the dawn of humankind, but we at least know the last, you know, 30 to 50,000 years, um, these shamanic traditions of really tuning in to the world around us from a place of an altered trance state. We, we know people have been doing that for thousands of years. And they had to be practical. They had to be successful at curing illness. They had to be successful at finding game, finding water for the tribe, right? Otherwise, you weren't a shaman anymore. So what that means for me is we get to bring that same work into this world and say, okay, what's showing up for me around my illness, my cold, my, you know, whatever's going on for me personally. Um, you might ask for, a, if you have a, you know, a chronic health condition, you might ask for a very specific ally, power animal, helping spirit to help you in that work, you know? Um, and that's usually my answer to most questions is, is ask for an ally in that work, you know? I have one specifically for my business. I have one specifically for abundance. I have one, um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. I have one, every time I, I have a new book idea, there's a specific helping spirit specifically for that book, specifically for that project, usually. 
they may be the same, you know, they may be just kind of alternating, doing different things, taking on more tasks. Um, but they'll show you who that is, you know? I just do that work of what we just did, asking, asking that helping spirit or power animal to step forward and kind of, okay, let's do this, you know, whatever that is. And they'll show you what that process looks like too. If you're asking for a healing, we get to step back as humans and allow that healing to happen. You know, our helping spirits do that work. Um, you know, which gets into some really interesting questions too as healers because, you know, a lot of us try to heal through our bodies, right? We try to take on the stuff of other people instead of saying, okay, no, that's my guides. That's my allies. They are doing that work, not me. I shouldn't be feeling, I shouldn't be drained and uh, tired after a session, right? My helping spirits and guides and allies are doing that work. Should, right? Did that answer that, Troy? Okay. It's a long-winded answer. <laughs> what else do you guys got? Anything that you were like, oh, my God, if I walk out of here today and she didn't answer this, I'm going to have no idea about this ever. No? Okay. Oh, oh. oh good. Okay. <laughs> Here's my take on it. I think whatever helps you drop into that space is great. I have never personally been called to it. That may change. Um, I don't use it in my practice. I don't offer it. I don't even know anybody who does it. So, <laughs> oh, not here in Atlanta. Um, yeah. So, my take on it is whatever helps you, great. If you if you are feeling that true call to it, go for it. You know, find find the practitioner that you want to work with. Um, I think. I think there's a lot of craziness out there around it right now, so I would just personally be really, really careful. Yeah, Kristen. Oh, sorry. Her question was about ayahuasca. Yeah, the plant helper ayahuasca. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. Ask your guides. <laughs> um, yeah, but seriously, uh, you know, going back to, again, that, that question of all of our ancestors were shamanic. So whatever you're feeling called to or drawn to, I'm especially drawn to Norse shamanism um, for many different reasons. Um, you know, the goddess Freya is, is one of my guides. Um, that's just the path that I ha have been drawn to. But I started with a sort of, again, like core shamanism practice that doesn't have any particular cultural associations. Um, you know, and, and of course, I, I would, and I, you know, I would expect that of anybody in this room is that, you know, you're pursuing a path that is right and authentic for you, you know, that we're not um, culturally appropriating things that are not our own, you know, w without being really trained and steeped in that tradition. And, um, and that's, that's going to be more and more, more present, especially, um, I mean, even the word shaman, you know, there's, there's a, there's a huge discussion around that right now. And I don't, I don't know how much you guys are aware of that, but, um, you know, it's a word that white people took from a very specific tribe in, um, Siberia, right? And we, we utilize that word to mean a lot of different things that, um, are not necessarily true for, for people who, still have a shamanic culture. Um, so yeah, it, it still is resonant for me and I still utilize the word shaman because it encapsulates 
this work, I think, in a really beautiful way. Um, that may change in the future. I don't know. It, it hasn't fully crystallized yet for me personally. Um, but yeah, I, I would just, honestly, I would, I would have a guide for that spiritual path. I would say, okay, here's who, here, who is here to sh show me my spiritual path and really do that work with them. Because then you'll, just like everything, you'll, you'll start getting those signs, right? And those things that just pop into your field and you're like, oh my God, I got to do that. And you will get that, you know, you'll get that tingly feeling, you know, and that's the feeling we want. When you start seeing those signs around your path, even if you don't know what that is yet, right? Like if you're like, you know, I picked up this book and I don't know why and it's leading me down this path and you'll just start getting those hits. I mean, you guys know, you, you guys are on spiritual paths already, right? So, so when you start feeling that tingly feeling around a piece of this path, that's the next step. That's the next thing, even if you don't understand how it's going to work. I mean, I always tell the story about... Um, uh, I had just finished up a life coaching program here in Atlanta, spent a lot of money, and hadn't started making any money in my business. And I, um, a, a series of events led me to the course of studies I did out in Colorado for three years um, with a woman named Julie Kramer, who's amazing. Um, and I came to my husband one day, and again, like m many things led me there, many, many of those tingling moments. And I said to him, I want to do this program out in Colorado three times a year, X number of dollars. And, <laughs> you know, he was not super happy about that and um, looked at me and said, what's the ROI on this old shaman thing? Um, and we had this very long conversation about, you know, well, is this for you or is this for your business or, you know, the, all these questions that you can't really answer, right? And I just had this deep inner knowing and I woke up the next morning and I said, I don't know how I'm doing this, but I'm doing this, honey. I love you and I'm doing this anyway. Um, and, and of course, everything unfolded in a really magical way and my business more than paid for those trips and, um, you know, it, it just all happened in a really beautiful way, but it was asking those questions and following that guidance no matter what it took, you know, and those were really hard conversations to have and, and a lot of money to spend and a lot of, you know, leaving at the time, my kids were, I don't know, like seven and four for a week at a time. And, uh, you know, I can't say I felt super guilty. I have to tell you, <laughs> but I do love them. Um, yeah. So just following those hits, good morning, just following those hits of guidance is, is, is how you're gonna find your path, yeah, and asking your guides. Yeah, any other questions? Yes. Sure. Yeah, it, it is a little bit on my website. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I will say that I, I have to admit this. I kind of cheated because after my second son was born, um, I really had to make that choice that so many women have to make, which was I was being given options that really felt like huge steps down for me in terms, you know, they would fit better in the whole work-life balance thing, but I was like... I'm not really interested in being somebody else's 
B team, you know, anymore. So I, it was an easier choice for me at that time. Um, and, you know, things just kind of started conspiring. I was thinking I would be a stay-at-home mom. That lasted about a minute. And then um, I started doing freelance writing, which led me down the path of shamanism and, and life coaching and now um, mindset coaching for entrepreneurs. I don't think, you know, looking back, I don't think anybody can ever give you that guarantee that it's going to work out, you know, you know, maybe have a couple months in savings and, and see what you can do with that. You know, there's, there's no, there's no one answer and there's no guarantee on that. Um, but I think when you, you're already there, you're already feeling that way. Like when you know that your soul is just not happy in the work that you're doing anymore. Yeah. And it can look like, you know, it can look like, um, bridges, stepping stones, you know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be quit the day job tomorrow and enroll full-time in mystic school, whatever that looks like. But, you know, it can be a bridge job. It can be a, some sort of sidestep that puts you on that path. Yeah. Yes, Trey. I don't personally, I know a lot of beautiful healers that do work with crystals and stones. I don't personally, um, yeah, we've got enough going on with the drum and the, uh, sage and, um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's where I land personally, but a lot of really beautiful shamanic practitioners do use crystals and stones and plants, um, of all kinds. So, yeah, you know, and that's the great thing about this is you get to do it any way you you want to, you know, you truly, truly, truly get to be your own shaman, you know, and, and if you're following that path, what it just keeps showing you and unfolding for you is more and more of how you get to choose. And no matter what your teacher or mentor or coach or anybody says to you, you still have to listen in. And that's why this tool is so powerful is it's, it's you, you know, there's nobody else there, or there doesn't have to be, you know. No gurus. Yeah. Did you want to ask something, Ronan? Yeah. Yeah. So again, I just haven't felt that calling. I think, I think because honestly, I did so many drugs in my early twenties that like, <laughs> I just, uh, kind of, kind of didn't want to go down that path again. You know, like it is, it is very different and I'm not equating recreational drugs with, um, the use of plant helpers at all. I just didn't want to put myself in that situation. You know, I didn't want to put myself back in into those worlds of any, of any kind, really. Um, yeah, that's, yes.
it changes depending on what I'm working on. The, the path to the lower world is now really just like that. So the, the reason I was giving you guys those prompts is so that you can find your own quick path down, essentially. Um, but, you know, a few journeys in, you're not going to need that. It'll just, you're just going to close your eyes and be there, you know, um, which might have happened already. You'll just kind of get this felt sense that I'm there already, you know. Um, they usually, for me, will will start in what's called my power place. And then depending on the work that we're doing, again, one of those helping spirits may show up and take me to a different place. There's different realms. There's the upper world. There's the middle world. You, you may be just needed for a particular type of work in a very different place, and it will look very different. Yeah. And again, your helping spirits will show you those places each time it's needed. You know, one question that, that you'll start asking is when you progress to different levels of healing um, is, is this the place where this healing will take place, you know? And if you have a helping spirit that says, nope, we're going here, then you kind of are just along for the journey. <laughs> Does that help? I think, yeah, I think we're at the time. Um, I have so appreciated you guys, and thank you for being open and here on a Sunday morning. And um, I'm going to be doing a um, soul retrieval workshop, which is, which is definitely kind of next level in shamanism. If that speaks to you, it's healing work that you can do for yourself. If you feel like you're experiencing soul loss, which can look like a lack of clarity, a fogginess, a sadness that won't go away. You can utilize that work for yourself or for others. So if you've got a practice already that you'd like to incorporate it into, come let me know afterwards and I'll get you the information on that. And yeah, I would love to answer questions and be of help in any way. And I just want to encourage you guys to really utilize this tool for yourselves. You know, it's, it's cool to come and do here while we're together, but it's for you, you know. Find a drumbeat, I'll send you one. And just drop in and ask for those answers, whatever they are for you. Thank you, guys. This episode was produced by Kirsten Hedges and produced and edited by Georgie Harris. For more information, visit us at modernmysticshop.com and click on Sunday School.